All right, I'm going to uh, go through how I, I, right now I'm taking a quiz on cost accounting at Sacramento State. And I'm going to kind of go through, because I really don't know the material. It's a 10-point quiz. And this question I'm on is number eight, second to the last one. And it's worth one point. And I'm going to go through how I go through multiple choice in order to try and help other people who don't know what is going on. But it's an analytical way to try and do it. So what I'm doing first is I, you got to take your time with each question right at the beginning. Because if you just read the question and start writing down, jotting, well, some questions in some areas, hey, you got to write down the information. You know you're going to have to anyway. Like math problems, and there it's a word problem. You got 300 grapes, and you got 567 workers, and each one has to, you got to write those numbers down because you're going to have to add or subtract them or do something with them. Okay, write them down. Grapes, people, time, hours, blah, distance, you know, write that stuff down. But after you write it down, stop, step back, and either, either, your style, read the paragraph or how you're feeling at the time. Try to understand what they're asking. But for God's sakes, before you read that paragraph a second time, look at the answers. Look at the answers. Look at those answers. So many people spend so much time trying to figure out what the paragraph is saying. And then go and try and solve it and find out that they were asking for something different. And you wasted all that time. So I recommend doing what I'm doing right now. And I'm reading it from the bottom up. I'm looking at the multiple choices. And the multiple choices are 10 bucks, 29 bucks, 13 bucks, and 102 bucks. Four chances there, multiple choice. Now I'm going to go and I look at what is the expected contribution margin per unit to be earned during the first year on 30,000 units of the new product. Assume that all marketing administrative costs are fixed. So that's some mumbo jumbo. So I'm going to read up some more. I'm reading backwards. So here's the next kind of paragraph. Although overhead has not been estimated, monthly data totaled for the last two years, analyzed simple linear regression analysis results as follows. Dependent variable, independent variable, factory overhead costs, direct labor hours, and they got intercept is 140,000. That's probably important. The intercept is always important on a graph. Coefficient on independent variable, obviously important. That's like the A next to the X. The intercept is the Y. You know, Y equals... X times something, the unit probably, right? Coefficient of correlation, it's 0.97. It means it's an R squared is 0.85. Very high correlation. There's a high degree of cor one causes the other kind of a thing. It's probably not important here. This cost analysis doesn't really care about causation unless they specifically ask you for it so anyway now i'm reading the top balcom enterprises is planning to introduce a new product that will sell for 110 bucks a unit for the unit contribution mar margin cost at the beginning based on this information what's the expected contribution margin per unit to be earned 
that's per unit. So now I've got 30,000 units. I have to tie it into that per unit for the expected contribution margin. I can ignore all the rest of the information so far as long as I personally know that we need to tie these two together. Now they have a list, a couple of material costs. Direct materials is 1.59 million and direct labor. 96000 based on $16 per hour times $60. So, all the overhead has... Okay, so now I'm going to think about this and probably be quiet for a little bit so I can comprehend it all, and then I'll explain it. Based on the estimation, what is it? Okay. I actually know how to do this math. <laughs> um, and in this case, Alright, <clears throat> so um, I didn't know that this had stopped recording. I had spoken quite a bit more, and then... I noticed it stopped recording, but I had a limited time on the quiz, so I finished the quiz, and I came back, and now I'm looking at the results. So I'm going to try and repeat what my analysis was so that you can see the difference. What I did was, instead of actually doing the math, I went ahead and tried to continue analyzing the problem and find the correct choice. I actually got it wrong using this method, but I want you to still see the process, and then I'll tell you why my method failed. I realized I had missed something in my analysis, a very simple thing. So, looking, because I don't know the answer, and I still haven't done the math on the problem, I'm throwing out all those numbers, essentially. I'm just looking at the multiple choice questions even though they're just numbers and I don't have things like because I mentioned this before if you have several paragraphs a lot of professors that I have dealt with they'll just change concepts around like if in, in cost analysis like I'm in for example you might see something like I don't know cost uh, revenue Revenue minus co uh, variable cost plus fixed cost equals, and then X, X down the line. And so you just have to pick the correct formula. And two of them start with revenue, but one says revenue minus this stuff, and then revenue plus this stuff. And then the other two, it's like variable cost plus or minus revenue equals this stuff. If you know about equations and how to mix and match them around, you have an advantage. If you don't, you can still get through this. You have to pick which two you're going to go with. You cut it in half. Which ones are you like, I'm pretty sure it's not the cost. I'm pretty sure it's the revenue minus or revenue plus. You know, revenue something. And so you can get rid of the other two. So, plus or minus, just see if the number signs add up. You know, 
look at the at this one plus or minus you can narrow it down to these two and where they're going with plus or where they're going with minus it's narrowing it down that really really helps because it increases your chances for example on this problem my answers are ten dollars thirteen dollars twenty nine dollars and a hundred and two dollars well, $102 is called an outlier. It's way outside of the range of the other ones. The other ones, we got 10 and 13, it's only three bucks difference. 10 and 29, that's $19 difference. Hell, 29 and 102, 75, I don't know, 76. It's a big difference. It's a huge outlier. Get rid of it, it'll increase your chances. Of winning this battle. So now we're down to $10, 13 and 29 And what I originally did. Was I looked at. You remember when I was saying how. Oh the intercept is obviously important. And that's 140 I took that. And there was a coefficient on independent variable. $6. So that's really important too. And I just went with that. I multiplied them. Came out to like 840, I think. And I played with the numbers a little bit. With the answers. Tried dividing it by 13. Came out to some crazy number. And of course you can divide it by 10. So ultimately that's what I went with. I had 29, 10, and 13. I mean, between the three, if I use the same outlier rule... 29 is way outside. 10 and 13 are really close. So I kicked 29 out. And I was down to $10 and $13. They're the closest. Because professors will try to confuse you. If they're really close. So. I went with the rule. That says. You know you pick some numbers. And. You play with them a little bit, and the answer is divisible by it, especially in this case, because contribution margin per unit is, is going to be a small amount, usually. I mean, that's just something that you know when you're talking about cost accounting. So it's something that I know, but I don't know how to do this particular freaking, or I think I do, but I haven't done it. So I'm pretending like I don't. So just looking at the answers... I've got $10 and $13. I picked $10 because just about everything is divisible by it. $13 is a prime number. That does, it's not divisible by a whole lot of other numbers. And all the, especially in, 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 in courses like cost accounting, they put a lot of zeros on there, you know. Everything we're talking about direct materials, I said 1.59 million. There's four zeros on that number. There's four zeros on direct labor. 960,000. The statistics is just like, hey, 10 bucks. Now, it could still have been 13, but I went with statistics and I went with 10. Now, I forgot another cardinal rule. The answer was 13. That... You kick outliers out, like 102, for the same reason that there's also another way of going about it where 
you ignore the highest number and the lowest number and you go with one of the ones in the middle. And that's because they'll create something like this. The answer is 13. They choose a crazy high number like 102. And then the professor chooses another one, maybe in the middle, close to the answer, probably just, a, you know, 29. And then they pick one that's lower. 10. So, and he, I'm, this is a smart professor. I'm sure he did it for the same reason that I picked the wrong one. <laughs> if he'd have put nine on there, I'd have probably picked 13. Because I would have been like, well, you can't devise blah, blah, blah by threes. Maybe you could, 84. Yeah, you could divorce. Yeah, I probably would have picked nine. <laughs> but if he'd have said eight, maybe say, yeah, I think you can do the same thing. No, you can't. I don't know. I'm brain dead from math. 84 is divisible by 9. It is n no. It's not divisible by 9. 83 is divisible by 9. It's also not divisible by 8. 88 and 80 are divisible by 8. So, huh. 8, 9, I think I would have seen not to choose those. And then I would have went for 13. That he was clever, and he got me. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to sign off here and let you ponder what I ponder.